Welcome everybody, this is week one, episode one of the League Me podcast. Special guest today, Jordan Howard, my brother 19 months apart, um, Bachelor Elementary, Perry High School, Santan Junior High, um, the list goes on, UCA, all the records, Scotty Pippen. Um, so once again, it's a blessing to have you here, bro. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. You know what it is. All day. Now listen, you want to get right into it, bro. I appreciate you being here. In my opinion, you know, you're the best shooter I've ever seen, been around, witnessed, ever. And I've been a lot, around a lot of players. Um, and that's just my honest opinion, you know. And, of course, I'm biased because, you know, you are my brother. But at the end of the day, my honest opinion, the way you shoot the ball and the way that you score the ball is definitely um, rare. Um, so I just want to say thank you for being here. I want to give you your roses while you can smell them. <laughs> um, but also, you know, we also want to, you know, show love and appreciation to what you've brought, not only to Arizona, but to the game of basketball. And, you know, the reason why I'm doing these podcasts is not only highlight, but also to educate. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know all the accolades and all the things um, that you've accomplished um, just because of lack of knowledge. And we're here to educate and, you know, bring some things to light. So, once again, thank you for being here. Yeah, bro. It's an honor. I mean, it's only right, you know. Episode yeah. one. Episode one. Um, the one I started with, you, the one who put the ball in my hand. So, um, yeah, it's just an honor. I mean, of course. You, you asked me, it's like, no question. Of course. And the thing for me, bro, is a lot of people don't know how close in age we are. Yeah. You know, I always true. say 19 months, you know, and that's literally. That's very true the difference in age between me and you. Um, So, you know, for people that don't know, me and Jordan, you know, are so close. This is like my best friend. Um, And of course, Marcus as well, that's my twin, you know, but I have a different relationship than I do with my mom, my dad, um, everybody than I do with Jordan. And we're 19 months apart. um, And kind of just, you know, tell the people what it was like, you know, maybe before Marcus was born, you know, because a lot of people don't know, you know, before Marcus was born, me and Marcus are five years apart. Yeah. You know, so there was a, a, a really vivid time in my mind that we really built a relationship, you know, that a lot of siblings don't have. Yeah. Um, so kind of, yeah. you know, reflect back and kind of, you know, touch on that. Yeah, so like you said, a lot of people don't even know how close in age we are. And that says a lot about you because it's like you're, you were always ahead of your time, always very mature. And so you were like the perfect starter to, for what was to come, for me, for Marcus. And so that's what, when, when we tell people like, oh, we're only a year and a half apart, people are like, what? Like when they see you, they think you're like very old, very mature, very established, which you are, but it's the age that's, that's like, Facts. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So that makes a lot of sense. Most people don't think that, but yeah, like growing up, it was, we were so close in age that literally everything we did was together. Yeah, man, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And so it was it was like that with Marcus too, but with us, it was so close that every, like you were born and then it was me. And then it was like everything you did and everything you were, I right. wanted to become. And then Marcus was like the precedent of that. And then we just grew together. And so it was like, you really set this, you were kind of, you were the hamster in a lot of situations. Like you had to go through a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guinea yeah. pig. Uh-huh. Like you had to go through a lot so that we could be who we were today. Mm. And so, and so that's why we give you so much credit and like appreciate you so much because like if it wasn't for you and the, and of course mom and dad, mm-hmm. the, the, the example they set, but also for you to come in as the firstborn and to be who you were and to be the leader, it's not easy. It's a lot of responsibility, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, 
that's why you see a lot of siblings sometimes don't get along mm. because a lot of the time it's like competition a lot of the time it's selfishness a lot of the time it's oh this one got more opportunities than the other but in reality it's like we're a team like it's five of us there's five players on a basketball court and it's like we all played our role mm. and you know what i'm saying unbelievable and you were like the you were like the point guard that was guiding us to be who we were today so and that means so much to me. And speaking on that, a lot of people don't know, me and Jordan got to play together in high school. Mm-hmm. So my senior year, and it was his sophomore year, um, I don't even know what the deal was, but if you guys can imagine Jordan not playing varsity as a freshman, I think about this all the time. We only got to play together one year. And I'm not going to touch on that because it might have some hurt feelings on you know what should have happened. But in my opinion, you know, Jordan not playing varsity with his brother, like, it was to me it was a wasted year so when we got to play together it was the most amazing thing that i've ever experienced to be on the same team with my brother and then to fast forward and then jordan and marcus be able to play together and you know what it is when that happens i'm popping out on site so what happened was is i had to get on the staff and that was the most unbelievable experience i've ever had you know, on the basketball court because we were all in it together. It wasn't like me behind the scenes seeing it come to fruition on the court and then I'm just a trainer. No, I was there, you know, Jordan comes off a pick and roll, you know, he's looking, why don't you shoot the ball? You know what I mean? And that was a different vibe, you know what I mean? So for me, that was a huge transition period in my life and in our relationship um, in the basketball field where we really got to do it hand in hand together, all three of us. you know, and, you know, from there, Jordan, I want you to, you know, kind of speak on your college experience because, you know, you really set the stage mm-hmm. when it comes to being undervalued, underappreciated, and over-exceeding the expectation yeah. um, with lack of, you know, resources and opportunity. Um, so for me, for you to get to where you are today speaks volume in the person that you are in here, not in here. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I want you to explain how you maneuvered being at a mid-major D1 and really getting to being a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, so what was that like for you coming out of high school? Yeah. Um, kind of kind of give details on, on why and, you know, how it became UCA. Yeah, high school was a great experience. I mean, to start off with there, just real quick, um, to be able to play with not only you and Marcus, it was like everything I could ask for. And so, and the thing about Perry, which was crazy, was Perry wasn't known as the school it is now. Like, when we came, Perry was, like, the new school. Nobody wanted to go to, like, like, like whoever went to Perry was just boundaried for there. It wasn't like they got athletes. It's almost like when Grand Canyon came about and you had ASU and U of A. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to go to Grand Canyon. No one cared about Grand Canyon until they put all the money in. They have the arena now, and it's all good, so. Yeah, and so so when when you went there, it was just when they were going to varsity. And so they were not known as a great school, as a great team. I mean, it was a good school, like, coming up. Right. But it wasn't a school that's like, oh, I'm sending my guys there to go play basketball. At all. And so when we got there, it was kind of like we were trying to be the trailblazers of trying to make Perry basketball what it is today. Uh, amen. And so we could say, like, you were the one who really initiated that, and then we came in and just kind of pushed it forward. 100%. And so my sophomore year when we got to play varsity, and we made that run in the playoffs, and we beat Basha, who was supposed to be the top – school to win the state championship it was like that moment when we beat them and that became a rivalry that like changed the narrative the whole dynamic of perry basketball for the rest rest of time and then from then on it was really known as a as a basketball school so that was that was a cool thing to be a part of and something that that you really 
started and brought me into at Amen, amen. Amen. And that's something that doesn't get talked about either is, you know, Perry starting from nothing and becoming something. And Mm -hmm. it was all because of people and individuals in the East Valley that really poured into that school. Yeah. Whether it was on or off the court. Whether it was I went to Santana and Miss Patterson was there Mm -hmm. and then she transferred over right to you know, or she went to Hamilton and she ended up at Perry. God's time and good people. You know what I mean? And then you have great teachers, you have great administrators. And then you have people that really want to do well individually and take their talents and gifts beyond just Perry. Yeah. And that's where it gets highlighted yourself, Marcus, going beyond and doing things that are bigger and greater, you know, than just us. And even in the East Valley, you see on the Dodgers, old dude from Hamilton that was just right up the street. He's one of, you know, top baseball player in the MLB. He's right up the street in the East Valley, but that doesn't get highlighted, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be said for Chandler, Gilbert, and Arizona as a whole, you yeah. know what I mean? And there for needs sure. to be more respect um, put on the area. Um, but at that, it's our job to earn that. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to, you know, the high school journey, um, kind of on the back end, take us through that. Yeah, and so um, then transitioning into um, getting to the point where I knew I was going to play at the next level. Um, just being able to play club ball at that level, play with the best players in Arizona. Very true. I had a lot of good opportunities and was playing at a very high level. And then um, I was getting offers. I was getting schools. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was getting um, a lot of attention from schools, and it was very exciting. And so, but then I had an unfortunate ankle injury, which we all know about, and mm-hmm. I needed surgery. And so I missed most of the summer. And it wasn't like a twist ankle. You had to get surgery on that. Yeah, it was like, it was like, it wasn't a broken ankle. It was the worst you could sprain it. So that's worse than breaking it. You'd rather break it because with the sprain, when you get surgery, the ligaments have to tighten up. And that just, it's just, it's just tougher. You'd rather break it so it could just heal completely. Wow. So that's, so that, that that's that. why it was a big deal. And so, okay. and so after that, a lot of the schools I would be calling calling the coaches just checking up mm-hmm. wouldn't get a call back wow wouldn't wouldn't and and of course you know this story and so and so going forward it was like it was like you start to doubt yourself sometimes and you start to be like like what's going on and you just see the loyalty and you see um who's really believing in the player you are no matter the circumstances Circumstance, right and so not who's hot right now not who's playing well right now but who you've seen play and who you know can and that's where coach Russ Pennell comes in and he believed in me since since I was young, he was my coach and uh, when I was at Arizona Premier when I was younger. And he believed in me and he said when he got the job at Central Arkansas, he was I was the first player he called and he was like, I remember he picked me up in his truck. We took a drive down down the road going to Perry. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, I'm getting this job in Arkansas and I want you to be the first player I assign. And I was like, and he's like, it's Division One school. Scotty Pippen went here and I was like, I've never been to Arkansas. Like, what's going on out there? Is exactly. it just farmland? Is it like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. 100%. And so, um, but my first reaction was yes. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, why wouldn't I have no option? Like, I could go to a JUCO here. I could do, I, I didn't have offers. Yeah. I, I didn't have any offers. And so it was like, yeah, like, I'm with, I'm with you. Of and course. And so we did that. And then, and then kind of the rest is history from there. Go on to be freshman of the year in conference. Break, mm-hmm. break all the um, scoring records. Um, first team all conference three years, player of the year, academic, all American, all American, academic player of the year three times, um, player uh, conference player of the year, led the nation in scoring my senior year, um, broke the complete Arkansas state, all the, all the schools in Arkansas broke the scoring records, the three point records, 
Um, He's buying a house out there next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so like hum- humbly the list goes on, but but it just goes to show that like uh, we kind of had this. Dad spoke about this last week. Bloom where you're planted, mm-hmm. and be be willing to accept the the journey that God's gonna put you through and and see it. Like you can't like I, you're not gonna be able to see it immediately. I I wasn't in that car like Arkansas. I'm about to doom doom this exactly, is this. Yeah. But I went home and I was like, this is what I want to accomplish. And it wasn't easy. Like we won two games my freshman year. But you had faith. Exactly. Yeah, but we won. Faith. We won two games my freshman year, and then we go from two wins to twenty wins. One of the, we we end up going to the conference tournament. Never has been done. Go it two years in a row. We win a conference tournament game. Never been done in school history. Like we were setting standards for that school, mm. and that hadn't been done. And it was like just a kid from Arizona goes out there and is able to change the narrative. Um, of course, with a lot of help and with a lot of good people. But hundred percent. But just to be able to go out there and have that impact. It's just a testimony in itself, and so yeah, to the faith and also the loyalty that rests out to you. Yeah, absolutely. That was the one word that sticks with me: is he is loyal to a T to his players and the people that he believes in. Yeah, and that's something that needs to be credited and respected. Um, and you know, beyond that, bro, if you can give, because I train anywhere from preschool to pro athletes, as you know, mm-hmm. and the kids out there listening, what does it take to be a pro athlete? Like, what does it take in your opinion? Because we always hear the stereotypical, you have to get up every day, you have to work, you have to get a lot of shots in. I want you to talk about beyond that. Yeah. Beyond just, oh, I'm going to get 500 shots up today. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to, like, you You have to, like, with everything, you have to just love it. Like, you can't, you have to, like, sit down and be like, what do I want to really do? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not, like, it's comparable to a job, like, you always want to go to work doing what you love. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you'd rather do what you love opposed to doing something you don't love, maybe with a little more benefit. Exactly. So it really comes down to, like, you have to just love it. Like, if you love it, then everything takes care of itself. Like, you're going to want to work. You're going to want to not. I mean, you're not going to want to um, come in and be like, oh, I don't want to work out today. Mm. You're going to want to. Some days it's going to be like that. Right. Because it's, right. it's a grind, obviously. But it's always worth it. Right. Like, you want, don't want to live life with the thought of, I could have done this, I, I could have been this if I did this. You want to give it all you can. 100%. And, and that comes if you love it. And I love how you say you, you have to want to, or you have to love what you're doing, because I even get that feeling still with you and Marcus when you guys come in the gym, like you're, you're curious on what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. And that to me still shows me that you guys are engaged, you care, and you love what we're doing. Because yeah. a lot of times when players come in, it's kind of the same old, you know, I'm going to be here, but it's just, you know, something that's in my schedule. But when you have that feeling as a trainer or someone with discernment that you feel in your heart that those players are really open or that individual, whatever they're doing that they love, they're really investing time and effort into it. You know, the person that is helping you or the person that, you know, you're doing it with is only going to be more encouraged to help you get to where you want to go. Exactly. So I, I can appreciate that 100%. Let's take a little switch up real quick. I got a rapid fire, quick five questions for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to answer them as quick as you can. Um, and we'll just start like this. So who's your favorite player of all time? Ooh, I got to go Michael Jordan. Good. Just because that was such an influence when I was growing up. And you know that with the I, Space I really Jam do. movies, with everything. I really do. Yeah, I got to go that. Uh, what's your favorite number? One. 
It was 23, then it switched. So that's it, why it was 23, that's but, why that. but it switched to one because I wanted my own identity. I was always 23 because of Michael Jordan. And then when I went to college, I was like, I got, or high school and college, I was like, I want to be one because I want to be like my own person. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You heard it here, folks. What's the most points you've ever scored in a game? 50. 50. What's the most points your favorite player has ever scored in a game? Trivia question. Marcus Howard, 54. Or Desmond Howard. You don't want to know my number. <laughs> I hit 82. <laughs> One over Kobe? Rest in peace. After basketball, what do you see yourself doing? Uh, I see myself doing a lot of things. I see myself kind of going into a bunch of different avenues. Of course, like I want to do like basketball training like um, that we've kind of been doing together. Um, I, I love doing like this, the media stuff, like video, editing. Um, I enjoy design. I like clothing and stuff like that. Oh, so no, no. Tell, us, tell us about Stoke. Tell us about Stoke because I've had multiple people from mm -hmm. League Me even ask, where can I get a t-shirt, da, da 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 So tell us a little bit about your brand, Still. Yeah, so Still, Still is um, a brand that me and one of my best friends, uh, Ethan, came up with. He was my roommate in college. And so I've always loved design. I've always loved creating. I've always been a creative guy. Mm -hmm. And I love clothing and streetwear. And as you know, like we, we love all that. And so um, growing up, we were always wearing the cool brands, coolest brands, Stussy, Supreme, Babe, all that. And so when, when I got to college, I was like, I want to create something that I can call my own and something that I can just be creative with and be like, because I design a lot. So mm -hmm. I'm like, why not make something that I can call my own? Right. So I was thinking of a name. And I just wanted something simple and, 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 and nice, so I thought, I thought of finally, I thought of still. And it was just something that kind of stuck in my mind, because um, a lot of the times there's so much stuff going on in the world and in your life that sometimes you just need to be still and, yeah. just, and just like reflect. And um, the, the, the mission statement for it is kind of never changing, never ending. And that's something in, in a world that's crazy, you got to be a consistent something has to be consistent in your life. And so something that never changes, um, that never ends is always still. And, mm. and so that was um, kind of the, the statement behind it. And now I just do a lot of designing and, um, and it's, been doing, it's been doing good. I just, I don't even care about like how big it gets. I just enjoy having something that I call my own mm. and I can create with, mm. so yeah. That's a great attribute to have, not caring how big it gets. Mm -hmm. Very rare. Yeah, very that'll, that'll come, that'll very, always come. You very rare. You can't be so pressed on Oh, I need everyone to have it. I need, like, just do do it because you love it, and then everything else comes. Amen. Amen. Um, the coolest thing that I saw about Still that I was a little, not envious about, but I'm like, damn, it kind of motivated me. Marcus had that Still shirt two and three times in the tunnel, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Like, for someone in that field, you know, in that streetwear fashion industry, you want your stuff on an NBA player as he walks down. Mm-hmm. So that to me was unbelievable. Yeah. Tell me a little bit yeah. about your relationship with Marcus and just you know how close you guys are. Yeah. Because I've seen it from the beginning and how it's really molded into something special. Yeah, like it's kind of hard to describe like with, with all of our relationships, how close we are. Cause you can't really put like a word or, or a meaning to it. You know, like all of our relationships are like so close knit and they're different in different ways. And so Marcus and I like have grown so close over over the years just because of how similar our paths are being and like we're going through a lot of the same things so we kind of go through those things together and so uh, Marcus has always been like he was like the chosen one coming out because because you gave me the experience and then we all gave Marcus 
everything that we had. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was hard on him when he was young, and we were hard on him when we when he was young. But it just molded him into the man he is today. And so, like, like my relationship with him is just we're just so close. Um, like I said, we're going through a lot of the same things together. Being in the professional basketball world is tough. tough. And so um, just being able to walk through that together and just spend time, especially when we're off the court, has just been a blessing. And so, so like you two are my best friends and it's just, it's just rare the relationship we're able to have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, especially but. over time, sometimes things um, get out of whack. Sometimes people grow apart, but like, the older we get, the closer we get, you know? Very true. And so... Very true. And so, yeah. And for me, like, and one thing I want to highlight before we get out of here is, you know, for me, I've always been about scoring the basketball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my motto since the day you guys were young, Marcus's and Goggles, is 30 or die. You score 30 or you die. And for me, you know, it sounds dramatic. It sounds, you know, outlandish. But for me, it came full circle when you guys surpassed Steph and Seth Curry as the all-time leading scoring duo. And I had a reflection, I had an epiphany of me sitting in, um, I think it was the Mesa YMCA, and Marcus is playing for Coach Tyndall. He has the YMCA jersey on, it's orange, and the right here is purple. He has goggles on, he's chubby, and I'm yelling it in the stands. And it comes full circle that something that I believed in so, so seriously that you guys could score the ball better than anyone in the world, that it literally happened. Yeah. It literally happened. And Steph and Seth, let's give them their respect. They've accomplished way more than Jordan and Marcus in the NBA profession. Um, But at that, and we're giving them their respect because that's what we do. We're very humble with what we do. But as a brother, I have to say I'm very proud to see that come full circle from a YMCA game to the biggest stage that you can be on. Um, other than that, yeah. Um, and that's in the history books. If someone passed that, God bless you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, tough. that's tough to have two brothers be able to do something so special as put that ball in the basket as many times as they did against the best in the world. Best in the world. Best teams in college basketball. Best teams. So, once again, Jordan, I just want to say thank you for being here. I just want to say you're undervalued, you're underappreciated, you're one of the most selfless, honest, humble killers I've ever met. You are the best shooter in the world, the best shooter I've ever met, Um, and I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you, bro. Like, I can't express enough how much you mean to me and our family and the the example you've set and the sacrifices you've made. You made a lot of sacrifices, bro, and a lot of people don't realize that. Like, you had to take a lot of bullets for us to become successful. And you're the one that kind of saw the vision when maybe we didn't, you know? And that's tough because, like, we're sometimes we're modest sometimes. And you had to you had to be the one to be like, all right, no, 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 this is how it's going to be and this is what you got to do, you know? Yeah. And, and so, appreciate so we appreciate that. you, like, for giving us that kick we needed. And then we appreciate you for continuing to push us to be who we are. Yeah. We're going to end with how we got here, and that's by praying. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. This is week one of the League Me podcast. And we'll end like this, every head bowed, every eye closed. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that we have. I'm so blessed to be sitting here with my best friend, 19 months apart, and that's to the end. Lord, we honor you, we thank you, and we're so humble and blessed. And like I always say, I don't eat until my brothers are fed, and I'll starve. I love you, I thank you, and Jesus, let me pray. Amen. Amen. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate this y'all. This is the League Me Podcast. We want to holler.